I really am so bullish on whitelisting and it's part of why I'm so bullish on TikTok. It's these same principles, right? It's like literally principles of influence. If you've, if you've read that book, it's like Children. you're really taking those, those principles and we're just amplifying them with paid. Welcome, welcome everyone. We have the maiden voyage of a brainchild of Twitter, actually, where um, Cody, Ash, and I just kind of kept bantering back and forth and kind of the requests from the people, as we are men of the people. Um, we wanted to give you a podcast. So today's going to be the first episode of Ad Spend. I am co hosting it with Cody P and Ash Mawani of My Avi fame. And we're just basically going to riff around marketing DTC life. And hopefully, it'll be the most value you get out of your week. Um, in a podcast. So basically just jumping in, unless you guys want to give any color or background or say hello to the, the fans. <laughs> What's up guys? Um, you know, super excited to do this. You know, a lot of people have always been like, you know, how are you doing this or how are you doing that? I think this is a good way for all of us to kind of just get everything from the community and just address it all at once. Um, you know, so excited to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Echo that. I mean, there's so many, you know, obviously, mostly from Twitter. I feel like Twitter is like the the the, the you know center of everything. But like just networking and, and chatting with other people, there's so many great insights, and so so many people are so willing to learn. And I, so many times, I've just been on a Zoom, being like, I wish like everyone could hear this, you know. So I'm sure we'll probably have some guests when one of us can't make it. But you know, I think all of us are probably you know doing doing pretty similar things, and we've had some pretty good conversations. So I'm excited to just kind of learn from each other, debate a little bit, and hopefully let other people, you know, benefit and just get some ideas from, from us kind of spitballing. Absolutely. And, and maybe talk some crypto. We got, we got a crypto maxi over here. <laughs> All right. So just jumping in right. So uh, Cody was talking with a friend and they were asking kind of beginner level, well, not beginner level questions, but kind of the million dollar question is, what do you think the biggest secret in media buying is to which Cody replies, uh, brand awareness. Do you want to expand on that? Yeah, not not brand awareness specifically, but I mean organic traffic. I only am going to say it because I, when you mention the word brand on marketing Twitter a little bit, things get a little bit heated, and it's also one of those words that's so nebulous, you know. Um, but organic traffic, like I personally have, I used to have problems with scaling. You know, obviously a lot of a lot of people do, and a lot of talk about account structure and whatnot. Anecdotally, what I have found is that scaling is really easy when your organic traffic is scaling. Um, there's, there's just, I love media buying. I love Facebook ads. I love TikTok ads. Now it's, it's what makes me, you know, more passionate than anything. But media buyers are so myopic sometimes, and it's like we don't understand how things exist together in a holistic ecosystem to make up a brand. And, you know, it's so important to keep, obviously everyone's talking about MER and your marketing efficiency. It's not just about your ROAS and how your ads are performing. It's about how your marketing is doing together. And Facebook is trying to find you buyers at the lowest cost. And Facebook, it's like, it's not, even when you have exclusions on, it's not really targeting cold prospects exclusively. So the more organic traffic you have filling your funnel, the more data you're going to get on your pixel, the more signal it's going to get, the better 
all of your numbers are going to be, the more you're going to be able to scale. So rant over, long story short, um, if you're struggling with, with paid, think about what you're doing organically. Paid should be amplifying what is already working well. It shouldn't be your thing. So Cody, yeah, real quick, I, I, or, sorry. No, I'll go, just, go, go, go. Are, are we debating that, already? You already disagree? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think it's, I think our hundred percent, I've seen the same, I guess, sentiment where organic needs to be in place, right? But there's a lot of brands don't have the capability to really nail that part, right? It's like when you first start a brand, you're, you're like immediately paid, right? And I think nowadays TikTok can really help you on the organic side, but prior to that, I mean, the, the organic side is, is very tough. Where I think brands can utilize and leverage um, is probably influencers, right? And I think this is what sure. we were kind of discussing last week where, you know, and, and the question I asked you was like, okay, when you guys went viral, right, on TikTok, does that help everything else, right? And, and the answer is yes, because so much. Well, it, it so brings much. in this awareness at the top of the funnel and it's like, all right, everything just checks out, right? So how do other brands figure out how to do that? Because right, going viral on TikTok is, it, it can either happen not or a strategy. Not everyone, right? it's not a strategy, right? It's, like, there's, no, there's no set strategy there. Um, you can do what you can possibly do to do it. But like, I think at least from what I've seen and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like when we have some pretty engaging influencers, right? I'm not talking about just content creators. I'm talking about actual influencers who have built a following, a very loyal following, and they're promoting actively during their lifestyle or whatever it is in their everyday life, right? That kind of content, yeah, the content might be good and it'll sell the product, but because they're getting organic traffic and like views on like Facebook and Instagram, yeah. that fuels the top. So when brands are like searching for like influencers, yeah, engagement is such a huge factor in like how they like create content, but it's like, you know, it, are people going to actually like like when influencers post, do they actually get like reach, right? Then it's sure. like, I think people are now forgetting that part where it's like, all right, forget it. I don't want the influencer. I don't care if they post, right? I just want a whitelist. You should care yeah. about the engagement because half of the battle is just getting that like organic top of the funnel, you know, audience. And that's what makes everything a little bit better. So I think my question is, you know, at least for us, we've used influencers, but how do you guys think organic should be approached for people with like, you know, lower budgets? That's a great question. So I 100% agree with you. Uh, I'm hoping we get some debates later on, but agree with you for now. I think that that a few ways to look at it, and obviously with TikTok, I think everything has changed. It made it so much easier. I think PR is the press is the ultimate litmus test. A having organic traffic, third party credibility, social proof is is great for you. But if if an if a publication doesn't want to talk about your stuff, your brand, your product, it's probably not that unique. And that's why your Facebook ads are not going to do well. It's because there's marketing behind Facebook ads, right? And like a lot of people will tell me, cause like, you know, we get a ton of press and they'll tell me, well, we just can't get that for our brand. And like, they kind of say that in an excuse, but I kind of like give them kind of a harsh reality, which is like, if press doesn't want to write about it, like why should somebody on Facebook care about it? Like, how are you, you know, a lot of people talk about like the, the sea of sameness in DTC and like being Ooh, the 15th skincare that down, brand. People. That's uh that's Jake, the ad nerd. So that's not, that's not me. Oh, we love but, Jake. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like, if you're the 15th skincare brand to launch, like 
why should people care? Like people have seen it so much and you don't, you know, I'm huge on, you know, you don't want to be better. You don't want to be an improvement offer. You want to be a new opportunity. You, you want to do something that's organically getting people to talk about because that's just good marketing. So that's press. And now if you want to take it like kind of more recently, like web 2.0 version of press is influencers, right? It's a little bit more of a social, slightly decentralized version of, of content, right? Like before social media, the press was only TV. You had, it was very, very centralized. Now, obviously you're on Facebook and stuff like that, but still like influencers have voices. So if you're seeding to these people and they don't want to talk about it, they don't want to post about it, there's probably a problem. Like that should be your like alpha testing for your Facebook ads. If, if they're not wanting to do it organically, why are people going to stop when they see your ad and want to want to scroll? Like that's kind of the litmus test. What do yeah, you guys think I, I, I like that a lot. I think there's a little bit or to roll back. I think I, I love exactly what you're, you guys are saying. I'm totally in alignment that uh, this is a, a John Coyle shout out, but uh, paid is a uh, fuel, not a fire. And so like paid augments, it doesn't create. Um, and I also think just mental model wise, I see organic as a foundation. Can you still build a skyscraper on sand? Absolutely. But the chances of that skyscraper being really unstable is really high. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're building a really strong foundation of people that really actually care about the brand without really any economic incentive or you pounding them with ads and I think those are the true customers that you have. And that's kind of the product market fit. And I think a lot of people get into a case where, and this is also another John Cole shot. I was like, they understand what their biggest lever is to pull on. They are pulling on it in an effective manner and it's just not working. And there are just some times where people have great products and bad businesses, man, where it's just like the economics just don't work. And so um, I think that's a big challenge where it's hard to, you know, say your baby's ugly kind of stuff. And so in that case, yeah. you can either pivot, kill it, or, um, you know, maybe switch business models, shorten the sales cycle. You have to change the economics because what you're doing now, it just isn't netting out. Um, so that would be that aspect. And then ultimately the way I think of kind of getting through, I think what you guys were talking about is, again, that tension of economics where at the beginning, content has basically zero short-term benefit. And so you're putting all these resources into this content where content compounds, right? Like we, we, at the yeah. beginning, you're just screaming into the ether. No, but you might, you, you know, your mom and your sister are liking the post. Ooh, this is awesome. But eventually you can pound the pavement. You'll find an inflection point and then you'll just kind of keep gaining that traction. I think that's the challenge that ass is talking about. Whereas if I'm coming to you as the CMO and I only have X or Y or Z resources and I have to hit a quarterly goal, you know, can this content get me to that quarterly goal yet? And that could also be short term thinking where it's like, maybe you should be planning in the year goal or in uh, bi yearly goals. I mean, um, you better got cash to burn now with, with, you know, how hard it is to get launched on Facebook now with like a brand new brand. Like exactly. You, but then you better be prepared somehow. You either better have time and existing audience or, or, or pockets on your side. Yeah. Precisely. And again, that's kind of think where a lot of these tensions come out of is that um, you have a mismatch in either the cash conversion cycle or there's just cash flow issues where like it's a solvent business, but it's just misaligned in the timing. But anyways, I think in a weird way, you're both right. And it's just kind of I think the foundation of organic, the stronger and bigger that is, the higher you can build a paid skyscraper. Whereas if not, you can still build a paid skyscraper, but then you're going to have some sort of weird 
thing come down the pike that just changes the game. And then all of a sudden you have a hurricane and your whole skyscraper that you built is basically useless. And now you have to build another one where you build hurricane proof stuff, AKA organic lead um, growth augmented by paid, I think is a lot more robust in, in the long run. That's a business. Business people. Ash, when did uh, Ash? When did you guys launch? How long ago was that? We launched uh, June 2019. 2019. Paid primarily. You launched on Facebook. Yeah. No. I I mean, just straight up. Like we had one influencer. Like nothing crazy. um, Posts. We ran ads through their page, and then we ran you know just branded ads through the page. Um, Very tough. Honestly, profitable from the get go or not. We were acquired. No, definitely not profitable. Um, like probably just break even. And um, okay. I forgot where I was. I was talking about it, but the we were like we were just breaking even the entire time, right? I think our our okay. niche and our industry is like super competitive, right? There's yeah. so many supplements out there, right? So we understood this, right? We were we were bouncing around from other sports nutrition companies, just you know handling their ads and stuff, and we knew the name of the game was acquisition, right? So what we had planned in advance was like, all right, half of the inventory is going to be for D to C and the other half, we have to sling it in mom and pop shops, B to B, right? Because that was where the cash was going to be. Um, for yeah. a while, up until like March, 2020, B to B is what fueled our D to C. And then once mm-hmm. uh, retention kicked in, that is when we we're like, all right, we can now put the, you know, pedal to the moon. Yeah. You know, pedal to the floor on um, on yeah. paid, and we can like DC ended up being ninety percent of the business. Where I would say twenty nineteen it was fifty fifty. Then it became ninety ten because mm-hmm. we were like, all right, let's just we have cash flow now mm-hmm. to, to fuel. Um, what would you yeah. do if you were starting today, twenty twenty two? Same business. <laughs> what would you do? I think. I mean, just for your like go to market strategy. Absolutely. I mean. Go to, here's the, here's the thing, right? Are, are you, it's tough to answer that question because it's like, do you have, do I still have the resources that I have now or I don't? You have what also, you had then. You had what you had in 2019. Okay. okay. And um, I, would, I would also add, it matters what the goal is, right? Like, is the goal an exit? Is the goal to build a profitable company? Is no, the goal no, no. Get that context, get that context out of here. Okay. I'm just trying to prove a point. Yeah, so I think, no, I, I get where you're going here. And you know, my answer is going to be, you have the ability to utilize platforms like TikTok right now to really test a product and see if you can do something with it without having to spend a dime. And that is probably, if we were to launch a new brand, that for sure, mm-hmm. uh, coupled with Amazon and maybe affiliates. You'll go Amazon, interesting. Affiliate, I love that. Affiliate's a great one. I guess my point though is like the playbook used to be let's just launch on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Like I remember talking to a, a, a VC probably like you know a year or two ago, like like in the pandemic, and this was when Facebook was super cheap. I was getting like eight dollar purchases, and like he told me he doesn't invest in any business that that is not fueled organically, and then like they bring the capital. Yeah. for paid media it's because he wants to again like be the fuel not the fire that that's what your quote was right correct or no that's uh, really, yes yes yeah correct. right that's a good one right and so to good. me it, I, w- I was so dumb and ignorant and arrogant at the time i was like why like i'm getting like 12 dollar cacks like like why would you you know what i mean like facebook's everything like if i was to launch a brand like facebook's all you need and you just can't do that i don't care how good you are at media to succeed on facebook yet you just can't do that 
I don't think, at least. Not anymore, in my opinion. That's you what could. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You could. No, no. They, like, there that, were some nice that's... exits, but th- that is not the same time. Sorry, that's anymore. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. 20, 2019, 2020, yeah. you can do that. It's yeah. not profit generation anymore. Like, no. I mean, no. even even for us, right? Like, our AOV is, like, $77. Like, our CAC is, like, 50 Like, we're losing yeah, money yeah. on acquisition, but all the you know media that we're running you know translates to amazon sales it translates to retail sales it, you know retention that is where your profit is going to be um but i mean I, I, back in the day you know like 20, 2019 prior to that you know aovs of 100 dollars you could get 20 dollar cac and you're like laughing all the way to the bank oh, that's good. Like, Five, like, that's good. yeah you're that's like, what i mean so that that's my only point yeah, yeah. you're focused like you have a good business. You're focused on building a robust business where you've, you're building in retention. I know you do a ton on community. You're optimizing your post-click experience. You're doing influencer stuff. You know, you're getting going on TikTok. Like, you've got a business, and that's why your Facebook ads are doing well and succeeding. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, I think that's the other part of it, too. I mean, retention, a lot of people stop after the first sale, right? Um, you know, I think... On Twitter, I've talked a lot about community building and like I won't stop talking about it because that is such a core element to your business that like it's I forgot who said this or maybe I said I don't know. It's literally a cheat code. I think you said it. Like it's literally a cheat code to like planning the rest of your business. Right. And like if that if if ads stop today. Right. We would still have retention because people are still active in that group. Right. And like if somebody posts in the group like, oh, I just took this today and like they see and somebody else sees that post on their feed, that's organic. Right. That's reach. Totally. Um, So I think that aspect of it is like it's it helps with, like you said, organic helps with the top of the funnel, but then also increases that retention because it's constantly top of mind. Yeah, I totally agree with that. The the other thing I would add in there as well is that the way you do retention is so clever just with my avi because it's not really it never feels silly right it's like you're a part of going back to that community thing where it's like you're part of a community and like you're not it's not this transactional relationship and i think it goes to something that cody talks about a lot where there's been this like since the pixel came out and it was so so good there was this huge pendulum swing into a lot of quants getting into media buying or just kind of quant thinking where everything could just be optimized and reduced to these stats. And then if you can hit these stats, almost like trading equities or something like that, then, okay, you're doing great. And that worked up to a point, but at the same time, like once you lose that empathy, um, I forget how Cody puts it. He has the great pair. I have to remember the paraphrase, but ultimately I don't remember either. You were talking about though, right? The Lulu thing where it's like you were a customer of Lulu, but I'm not really like monogamous. I wasn't loyal. I was a high I was a high LTV customer, but I I bought the products, not the brand. That's it, right? And so there was no unity. There was no like actual emotional buy-in where, especially with uh, clothing, it's very um, intimate, right? Because you're actually signaling. You're actually putting this on your body. Um, So I think that, and then the other thing that I would touch on as well is a lot of people are finding, and this is us included, um, like organic channel fit but not necessarily paid channel fit yet. And so that's that's a big challenge there where like we triples amazing on Twitter but put Twitter ads are just kind of trash. So it's really hard to throw a bunch of money in there. And so now we're exploring more of Facebook paid and it's actually doing fairly well but it's still not to the 
the the brand equity from Twitter has not yet carried over to Facebook, nor I don't know how much it will. Like that's something I'll do kind of trying to link the constellation of, of content together. But um, that's something that I think people need to be really cognizant of is like, can you find a really awesome product channel fit for paid? Because then you can really start to scale. Um, and then if you don't, then that's a real challenge. And you need to, I think, go back to what Cody and Ash are suggesting in kind of building these first principle fundamentals. Like, do people even want your product? Are people excited about your product? Why is your product unique? And how can you get them into the yeah. essence or the excitement of being part of this community, right? And even if it's a local And then maximum. throw some fire on that, but get, get the fire burning, right? Get people talking about it on Twitter. Get people sharing it, like get all the foundations strong and then th and like, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. Like these were hard lessons for me. I was a paid guy only until pretty recently. You know, I, I sold a business with my wife. It was a physical therapy business, but we ran it very differently. So it was cash based and pay Facebook was our primary acquisition channel. And if we turned off Facebook, like we didn't really have like that much else going. Like if I was to do it, like we had a super high LTV, we, we optimized for that. Like we got like average client was like $8,000 to us. It was, it was pretty crazy, but like East Coast money. We, our referral, yeah, our referral like stuff never really totally took off. Like, you know, our, I think our customer experience could have been better, like all that kind of shit that is part of a business. And we could never really hit like the critical mass that we needed because it was always just getting new people in, getting new people in, you know? And it, to me, like, that's not a business. If you have a leaky bucket, whatever you want to call it, like that's not a business and it's going to be really hard versus like triple whale. What you guys have done so well is like, you know, you, you put out comp first of all, you have a differentiated product. It's yes, it's something that exists, but it's, it's different. It's a much better, but it's, it also is different than a lot that, that exists. You get people talking about it because it's, it's, you know, you just have unique value props and there's a lot of excitement about it. So people are like, you know, I get hit up every week, like, oh, I see this everywhere. I see this everywhere. Like, it's crazy. And, and now you go and now once you guys realize you have something there and you can now invest in it, then you can go and spend on paid and, and test stuff. But it's not, it's not your go to market strategy. hundred percent. Going back to, uh, the what we started with was exactly that brand awareness we started a newsletter right off the bat and we started a podcast right off the bat and we just started printing content just content 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 how can i create value for people how can people you know get value from this that are on different parts of their marketing journey and you know it's it's manifested but again it, it's hard to make that um, if you're in some cash flow constrained areas because it doesn't feel like there's value being generated. Right. So it's like how, how that's a good point. Like how long did it take like to where you really felt like you had momentum? Cause I think that'll be good for some people listening is like, that's one reason I was, I was not very good at it when I owned my business is like, I don't have the patience and it's, it can be really difficult. Like, did you feel like there were times where you were like, I don't really know if this was doing anything. A hundred percent. But that's why in the beginning, so I'll go a little philosophical on you, but I like to look at leading indicators rather than lagging indicators. And so a lagging indicator would be, I want to have X amount of Twitter followers, or, um, I want to get a tweet to go viral or something like that. I really can't control that like explicitly, but what I can control okay. is posting X times of a day, um, writing a newsletter that's of high value and publishing it at the same time on the same day to build a contract with that person. I can control these things. And so that's how we were 
basically measuring our success. Like, are we hitting our I numbers? Like it's almost kind of like when you're working out, right? Like just check the boxes, man. Just check. Cause at the beginning, there's no reason to measure success. Like there, there's there, it, that's it, man. That again, because content compounds, content you. isn't like paid media where like paid media, you can hit pockets of success and just spend up in those content is this, this compounding thing. It's very resource intensive. It needs all this thing, but if you do it right, it's kind of that reap what you sow where it is very ecosystem. And then to your point, Cody, like now that ecosystem is ready to handle way more things. And so these little plots of land can now sustain a way bigger village than before. If I was just trying to have this mercenary of paid strategy. So that that's kind of, but to your point, the inflection didn't happen for two to three months and we were, didn't like, you just got to go, man. You just You're have a little to bit uncertain. You just got to have conviction. Is that kind of not necessarily uncertain, but there was just not enough data to really see. And yeah. then we did see things catching on, but it wasn't like, it's not this like, you know, you're going viral thing. And we did do some really good things in terms of seeding with some influencers or stuff like that to kind of do some Twitter swarms and get, get things moving. And the other thing that I think we did really well is even though Twitter is really small, the influence there is so like, inordinate to the actual people and so like a uh, political kind of analogy like the electoral votes there are so much higher on twitter than they are in terms of facebook or whatever like and so we were influencing kind of those top tier people such as yourselves and then that kind of just has second third fourth order effects people like it's like fast and the furious stuff like people want to drive what the winners are driving people want to use what the winners are using and so mm -hmm. that was we weren't trying to satisfy a hundred percent of people we were trying to satisfy basically our super fan users and then move into our early adopters and then kind of slowly expand that kind of radius of uh value but it was never kind of paid first. But see, all of that it. really doesn't like happen unless you have an insane product, right? Agreed. I think when, and that's like, the foundation. That's what no, point. your marketing always be the foundation, right? Like for example, yeah. when um, I first maybe spoke to like AJ, right? We ourselves were trying to build out something very similar, just in house, right? And I had this meeting, like I literally hired a data analyst that day. He came in as an intern and we both sat on this meeting and I'm like, shit, <laughs> like I just hired this kid to do this and now it's done. Um, but the but the, the whole point- Did the guy that, pack his bags and go home? Yeah. No, I was like, you you set this up for us. You tell us how it works and we'll see. But the, the main point, and I think even like Cody, you can probably attest to this is that the experience you have, let's just say Triple Oil is the, the product, right? The experience you have with the brand and the product, like the fact that we were talking about it before like anybody else, and it's like, guys, like this tool is amazing, right? That organic, like we were like sharing, we were talking about like, oh shit, I can see the numbers that I've never been able to see before, right? Or like, you know, you're, you're basically asking us, what do we want out of the platform, right? As what we do within Avi and the community, like what flavor do you want to see? Right. That's and a growth like, strategy, by the way. Underrated growth strategy. Yep. No, 100% is that you, once you, like you said, create your like super fan base and it just kind of like disperses out and people start to see like, oh, you're like a diehard, like triple, you know, like Avi, Jones Road, like you're diehard fan. Like I got to check this out. Right. And that yeah, is yeah. where like people are underestimate like a good product. Like, like that to yeah. me just blows my mind. And, and, and so to, to piggyback off that, like that is, I know we've probably talked about it separately. Like that's my approach on paid right now. Like I really am so bullish on whitelisting and it's part of why I'm so bullish on TikTok. 
it's these same principles, right? It's like literally principles of influence. If you've, if you've read that book, it's like, yeah. you're Gaming. really taking those, those principles and we're just amplifying them with paid and you're, you're whitelisting and it's, I've run shitty whitelisting too. It's not whitelisting is like a perfect fix for anything. It's the principles yeah. that like you, you see influencers and you're like, I'm seeing this everywhere and I'm seeing it from people. Even if I don't know who they are, like they, they seem credible. They have followings or they just look like it. And like, it's those same principles that like you can leverage and paid once you've gotten it going organically. There's two yeah, brands that come to mind right? That like absolutely nail that. And I think it's athletic greens and golly, right? As soon as you get into their funnel, you don't leave until you buy, right? <laughs> I think that's like one of the things where it's like, you need to have this like, all right, yeah, you might have heard of athletic greens on TikTok, right? They, they crush on TikTok. And then you're like, okay, I went to their website, whatever. And then all of a sudden your feed is just, this is all I take every day, athletic greens, athletic greens. And it's like, shit, like, Obviously, as a marketer, you realize it's retargeting, but like to the to the consumer, it's like, oh shit! Like everyone's taking this. Well, well, and then so you get that right. You get everyone's taking it, and then Rob, what did you do when you were considering getting Athletic Greens? I, the only reason I got it was because you posted. Quite frankly, but, like everybody but, and then else you is asked me. You, you texted train. me. Yeah, and exactly. then right. So you're still skeptical. So you see something on Twitter on TikTok. You see a company saying, "Buy my shit. My shit is good." Can we curse on here or not? Yeah, we can beep it out. All right. You can buy my stuff, right? And then you're skeptical, like, oh, this seems intriguing, but I've heard this from a lot of people before. Is it really good? So I go to the website, I bounce. Then I get in what Ash is talking about, the whitelisting retargeting funnel. Oh, everyone is taking this. I keep seeing it all over the place. And you're you're now in consideration phase, right? You're aware, now you're in consideration phase. And then you still sometimes need more social proof. Yes, a lot of people buy there. And then that's when you actually go to somebody you know. Hey, what is this? You know? But Robert, did that. you do that because you are a marketer yourself and you're like, okay, I see all the ads or no, I know Cody's a health nut. And so I, I, yeah. I respect his advice on kind of being healthy. Um, and so that I, I've been looking for a greens thing, but to be fair, it's probably a confluence of all that, right? Like it's a cool hip DTC brand. I want to be hit yeah. with the cool kids. Cody's posting, Chris is that's posting, brand. Joel's that's, posting. That's brand. That's that brand. That's brand. Um, you know, like Ash about that, you know who, this is when I first got bullish on uh, eight sleep. I, I was considering getting an eight sleep. And again, I'm a marketer, so I know what whitelisting is. And I still got the sense of like, everyone is talking about this. And I'm like, wait, I'm a market. Like I should know this and it's still working on me. Like that's how powerful the strategy is. So yeah. Dude, I'll you know tell what you I mean? a really great example of this. Cause it's not even like, not that it's not a great product, but it is in the sea of sameness is liquid death like liquid death's mm -hmm. brand and their following dude mm -hmm. the the yeah. videos they get in terms of ugc just the brand just everything there it, they literally sell effing water it's literally it's good water don't get me wrong i'm a big liquid death fan but i've bought more merch than i have the actual company product of water <laughs> and not totally. only that the economics are horrible guess what water is really really heavy guess what's really expensive to ship <laughs> really heavy things and so it's just like this really and eat, they make it work i mean i don't know what their financials are but sure. in terms of like the brand perception and community engagement it's it is top tier man and and it's um mm -hmm. they do a really totally. good job of i think cultivating a sincere representation of the brand i think there's something to be said about that where you want to have cohesiveness across like what you're portraying and what you actually are if you have that disjointed it can be kind of all right uh, so then that's a i have a question for you guys before we, we move on is so we've talked about like facebook is kind of like 
the the top, right? If we're going to do like a hierarchy of, of DTC success, Facebook is the top. It's not the thing. We've talked about brand and product being really important. We've, we've you know, Liquid Death is one that's brand and not product. There's obviously some great product ones. You can only pick one. What do you put on the bottom? What's the most important, product or brand? Explain that hierarchy to me again. I wasn't like, tracking. I, yeah, sorry. Sorry if I didn't explain it. Like, so what is most important, right? Like we've established that brand and product are super important, are more uh, important than Facebook ads, right? So they, they live below it. Facebook ads is up top. That's the icing on the cake. But you just gave us an example about how maybe product is not always that important. Maybe brand, you can crush it with just brand. I bet we could come up with some examples of great products that have shitty brand. 100%. But, but what do you think is more way? important? You only get one. You only get one. Okay, you want me to go first or you ask? Yeah. No, go okay. I think, uh, what's it called? My, my thesis, cold, hard, hill, I'll die on, is that um, you cannot have a great brand with a bad product. You can have a great brand with a mediocre product. But the product okay. can't be bad. And so, again, so like not, liquid not death sh- is okay. Yeah, but not, not crapping shitty. on liquid death, but okay. it's literally water. It's nice. It's fancy, you know, the, the can, but it's the ambiance. It's like going to a really nice restaurant and like the drinks are great. The ambiance is great. The server is quick. You get a, the like, meals a time perfectly. Or like but a the, medium. Yeah, the steak. food. Yeah, the food's like a seven and eight, right? And so that's kind of liquid death. And it's not on them because there's no movement in how do you improve water. Um, but if the product was bad, like if the water tastes like tap water, then I don't think you can elevate anything. And I've personally, like, can you guys name a bad or a great brand with a bad product? It's hard, right? I can't yeah, think I of mean, any, honestly. I, I can, I, if I'm going to be completely honest, like I think Liquid IV is a great brand. I hate the product. I don't like the taste. Really? Yeah. Like I prefer, I, and I, I, I really like Hydra. Right, I like the brand. Yeah. I like the product. Again, it's a taste thing. It's a, it's not anything other than that. Sure, sure. But like, I know Liquid IV is a great brand, but I'm not gonna buy it over and over again because I just genuinely don't like the taste. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's like so to answer the question for you, uh, Cody, I would probably prioritize product because it's like you're spending all this cash to acquire customers. They're not coming back. Like, what's the what's the point? What's, like, you can have a dope ass brand. Like, what is that gonna do? Mm-hmm. It'll probably help acquisition, right? But it's not going to help retention, which is where money is. Uh huh. Yeah, that that that'd be my thesis. What would you go yeah, with, yeah. brand or product, Cody? I think I'm going to go product. I'm trying to think if there's other examples like that, like rather like you said, like of great brands with bad products. I don't think so. I don't think they last for long. That's the I problem. Think it's it's called at least like I come from like direct response marketing like true direct yep. pro- response they call it the the oh yuck yep uh, phenomenon when you over promise something it's like so you can have a super super strong headline but then your lead into that sales letter or whatever it is has to live up to that if you capture somebody's attention with clickbait and then you're like well now that I got your attention that's kind of you get the oh yuck response and then that turns people away. So that yeah. would be like if Liquid Death was like a terrible product or Athletic exactly. Greens tasted terrible. Precisely. And so the, there's a you know uh, argument to make that Athletic Greens might be a mediocre product, but it's not bad. And so kind of to your point, Ash, I think there's a difference between preferences versus like objectively bad, where it's like you just don't Fair. like Liquid Death versus like there's some objectively bad athletic or greens powders out there. Athletic Greens In is general, not like it's bad. a it's, it's mediocre a, it's a normal or thing better that it's than bad. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I, I think that and, and the reason I think that happens is to your point, Ash, is 
the economics just start to degrade where it's all those people that you thought you were kind of their LTVs were literally their AOVs. Like they ain't never coming again. And furthermore, they're probably going to tell people never to buy from you either because the, the yeah. pendulum swings both ways. So if you delight people, fantastic. If you piss people off, mm-hmm. it is not a good place to be. That can start to impact your Facebook page rating. That page rating can then start to impact your CPM. Like there's just a whole bunch. And of then you're like, why are my ads shitty? not working well? Like, <laughs> yeah. It must be my creative. It must be my, my, uh, I need a 4% of the agency like, instead of a 10%. A hundred percent. Oh, I love it. Can I say right. one, one quick pet peeve about brand before we move on? Yes. Wrap it. One thing that drives me crazy. Like we're talking, like we're talking about it and we're marketers. We're like, you know what? I buy this stuff. Like, you know, you're like, I, I love what liquid death brand. I'm obsessed with it. Like the product's not even that good. I can't stand when people refuse to admit that they buy stuff for, because of brand. Some people are like that. Like I got on de- a debate on Twitter the other day and you know, it was like, Oh, it does. I don't care what brand it is. I do do it for the products. And it's like, they say that while they're like packing up their $2,000, macbook pro into their like fancy ass bag and walk out to their tesla and dude, it's like so unaware i'm like fuck it like dude i i have a nice watch i literally don't even know how to tell an analog watch <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing it's not the product <laughs> that is complaints and rich kind of stuff there yeah i got i got a helicopter i don't even know how to fly it but i got a helicopter well, no no I mean, that's that. amazing I'm like, like uh, <laughs> saying like so many of the purchases that we do and that we make we make because of the brand and it's like we can either lie to ourselves as marketers and, and say we don't or we can say we do and understand that's how people buy and people are, are seeking connection in every purchase that they make a hundred percent and furthermore i'm a big believer that every purchase is already made in the mind and so there's just a certain time frame of like you getting enough uh, evidence or enough basically stories to tell yourself or your significant other or somebody else why you're so smart for getting this or why you're so smart for getting that. And that's also, if you dive into the jobs to be done theory, when people start asking friends or uh, people in their network about something, that's exactly when the switch from passive looking to active looking happens, where it's like you are so committed now to put money down that you're checking with people um, versus before you're just kind of like window shopping. You're in fantasy land. You're like, oh, that's a cool Porsche. Oh, that's a nice Range Rover. But you really haven't committed. And then you're like, oh, cool. Ash, you like your Porsche? Oh, cool. Let's talk. Like you're now mm-hmm. switching to active looking. So it's a kind of interesting tidbit there. But what what's something that you are going to buy that you know you're going to buy that you're just not there yet? Like what's an example of that for you? <laughs> the those Philip the Hughes o- lights. Oh gosh, yes. I have a million of them. <laughs> nah. the, the, the ones where like where you attach it to your TV, right? And it like sinks. Yep. I've I've been trying to get it, right? And it's like sold out everywhere. And then I think it was in stock for like Black Friday and I was like I got to go buy a TV first. So then I bought the TV and then it was out of stock. So now I'm like, shit, I got to get this. But as soon as it's back in stock, I got to get this. But like, I've, I've had, like, I had a buddy of mine who set it up in his house and like, we'll go, he'll play music. All the lights are sinking. I'm like, I fucking need this shit. And it's out of stock and now I can't get it. But like, I'm, I'm there, but I need to get it. That is so funny. I did. Uh, it's a it's a trip, so it's a little bit different of a purchase. But I was I bond some like VIP tickets. There's a big UFC in Houston, and so like my fiance told me about it, and it's always right. Like I had no idea, I wasn't gonna think about it. The fiance kind of dropped it in the ear, and then she shows me the tickets, and then I sometimes like to go a little bougie. So I'm looking at like what's the craziest thing we can do? We haven't been on a trip in a while. <laughs> 
And then it was too much money. So I'm like, no way, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. And then two and a half months, like I just pulled the trigger a week ago. And this was like <laughs> in, no, in November of like in the, nice. the, a new period, like Derek Lewis just came on the card. There was all these things that like just a little bit, just a little bit. Then it's just like, ah, oh, you know what? And then you get into kind of the effort where it's just like, you know what? Throw the Amex on there. Let's light this thing up. I deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> exactly. Is once you can remove that inertia and just get into the I deserve it phase. I love it. All right, let's take some listener questions. What do you guys say? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, this, let's jump into, this one's for you, Cody, I think. And then Ash, I'd love to hear your perspective as well. So this is from a lady named Hannah Jerome Evans. Okay, scenario colon. They're starting one DTC brand in 2022, and they can only acquire customers through one single method, paid or organic, on one single platform. What do they choose and how, how would they approach it? Okay, so. I'm so excited for this one. Okay, so one, let's nail down a DTC brand so we can at least have a little bit of context of what we would like do. What's the brand? Are we doing like oh, a we're starting one. Sorry, sorry. We're yeah. starting one. I didn't get that. Yeah. Yep. Okay, tracking. Okay, so we just, just started one. Okay, so we just started a brand. It's 2022. We can only acquire customers through one single method, paid or organic, on one single platform. What do they choose? Okay, you want to go, Cody? Yeah, and then I got a good story too about okay. it that I'll, that I'll share. So TikTok, if you can't tell, if you haven't followed me on Twitter <laughs> at all, uh, at Cody Pluff, um, I I am one track minded. So once I get going on something, you know, it's all I think about. And right now it's TikTok. I, I really think it's amazing. And I was one of those people that was like, this is the dumbest thing in the world. It's just dancing, like fought it hard. I truly think you can build a really good business on TikTok alone. Not that you want to be single channel, but here's what I would do. Let's, let's assume, I mean, do we want to say hypothetically, it's probably bootstrapped, probably yeah, no existing no money. Audience. Yeah, no money. So, so we're not going to run paid right away, right? Nope. Everything we're, we're talking about, I'm hoping it's a product that's going to get people excited, want to talk about it. So I'm doing two things. First of all, I'm seeding TikTok, finding people that make great contact content, TikTok marketplace, not even yep. saying anything, just getting them posting, just getting the word out there, getting people seeing it. If I want to speed that up a little bit, what I'm going to do, I don't have cash, right? What I'm going yep. to do is I'm going to give equity to a yep. content creator with an audience. They are going to be a brand ambassador. I'm going to give them whatever percent of my brand that I'm comfortable with. We're going to work with them. They're going to post on their own. They're going to create content for us. We'll probably make some bundles and SKUs around them. Like, we're going to go like, they're going to be like our macro influencer. Um, we're going to use them for, for strategy, you know, their network, who they know, that's who I'm looking at. They're going to spend, they're going to make all of our content that should get you to a reasonable level of sales. If that doesn't get you at least off the ground, getting some cash in the bank, getting some data back about again, building a customer list yeah. a little bit, building an email list again, like, you know, you, you, you got to be thinking about how you're going to build that list. If that doesn't give you some learnings and some cash, I wouldn't start with paid because there's a problem there. The foundation's yeah. fucked, you know? Good and then what I'm going to do is, exactly, all I'm going to do is I'm just going to amplify that. What I would do is I would test, that's like your alpha or beta testing of, of your ads, of your creative, right? Everyone talks about creative testing. You got to test your angles. You got to test your hooks. I'm going to test that organically on TikTok. I don't think a, a social team, an organic social team should be running TikTok. I think your growth team should be running TikTok. You're, you're testing 
your angle again i'm all about testing big things like angles and concepts more than tiny things like this color or this font i'm testing it once you get something that's hitting that's above your kpi and, and above your averages i'm going to create three dark posts from that angle so let's say we're selling a supplement and it's a weight loss angle right you could go a weight loss you could go a better skin if we're talking about collagen you could go bones i'm going to test those angles see what's resonating best let's say weight loss is working best I'm going to take that content, throw three different hooks on it. I'm going to launch them on the creator's TikTok as dark posts. So they're organic posts, but they're dark. You can't see them. And then I'll launch them on paid. Yep. But I'm not just randomly throwing money behind things. I'm getting traction. I'm getting people talking about it. I'm getting some learning. And then once that stuff is working, that's how I'm starting to test paid. And I'm just amplifying what's, what I've already found to work organically. I love it. That's my thought. Wait, Cody, I'm going eight and a half that. out of ten. <clears throat> on Maybe the, a nine. On the dark no strong. Post, yeah. <laughs> on the dark post, are are you still getting, like, you're not getting views on that, right? Or are you? No, no, that's that's no. only paid. So are you okay? So what you're saying is, you, all right, now you've tested these angles, right? You found that weight loss yeah. is the one, right? And then you're yeah. tossing up three different angles, dark post it, and then you're running them as ads. Yeah. I mean, you could, if, if you don't mind that, like the same content in very Clogs similar ways yeah. appears on your page, That's probably then you could a, just creator, not have right? the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. But that would be stage two, right? After the organic approach, you start yeah. getting a little bit of sales coming in and stuff. No, I agree. The only thing I would add to that is I would have retargeting running on Facebook. Okay. But you broke the two, hold on, but you broke the two channel. There's a single channel covenant. Oh, single ah. channel. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So you can only pick I one. I mean, I mean. So let's let's get some email and SMS going somehow. Then. Yeah. Well, that would, yeah. I would consider that another channel though as well. Oh, is that a channel? I mean, that's not a paid channel. I consider it own media, but definitely a channel. That's a channel. All right. I guess it depends. But then, that, I'm then with, the other thing is, is that I feel like SMS. all these other channels don't work without those as well. I mean, the question is pick a channel, right? That's fine. That that would be your top of the funnel. Okay. But I think also, like, fine, even if it's not paid, I think you still need the the back end. Like, that should always be, like, set up. But otherwise, like... Yeah. Personally, yeah, I don't consider that a channel. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I know it is a channel, but it's not, like, when I think channel, I think you're, like, a paid channel or, like, an organic, like... It's not like you don't you don't channel. choose whether or not to use it. Like, you, sh you have yeah. to use it. Yeah. 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 It's like, okay, I you can use TikTok or Snapchat. Jersey boys, email's a channel, you savages. <laughs> email's a channel. Get over it. No, but I think in the context of this question, it's not because it's like you're okay. going to set up email. All things being equal, cost... and you can have that that aside. So that's already set up. Yeah, I think it gives you more You can't priorities. retarget so, on Facebook. So you're bet. Yeah, you cannot there. retarget on Facebook, though. I'm, I'm holding my ground there. So, Cody, you're in on all in on TikTok, organic. Ash, where do you start building? Um, no, honestly, like, I think a lot of people have asked me this question, like, oh, I don't have that much budget, right? Like, where do I start? I can't tell somebody to dive into Facebook anymore. Like, whereas like maybe two years ago, you could have been like, all right, start with a hundred bucks a day and see where it goes. TikTok, like the power and the, like last night, <clears throat> uh, the girls, right? We started a podcast with them. They just, you know, That's every day, like idea. they're, they're, you know, in their mid twenties, they just talk about the most random shit and they're hilarious, right? So they started a TikTok account, okay? They posted this random video and it got 300,000 views overnight. And I'm just Crazy. like, what the hell just happened, right? And like- Any revenue bump? 
Well, no, because it's completely. It's not. It's not linked to. Oh, not on yours. Okay. Purely based on the on the podcast, right? But the thing is that somebody like context-wise, right, within the video, or like it was basically like, oh, I spend all this money, blah blah blah, but I'm still broke, right? It's like relatable to these girls, right? <laughs> and somebody commented, it's like you got your you get your nails done three times a month, and uh, they commented back like, yeah, I take collagen protein, I use Avi, right? And you just plug it into the comments and pin it, and it's yeah. like. You know, that is how you kind of start getting things like rolling where it's like you're putting out relatable content, right? It's not like, okay, guys, I've just tried this collagen protein, blah, blah, like it may or may not do well, right? But like the fact that something's relatable and it'll it'll actually go viral, then you have that like, you link it, right? To like the product and things. I think that's what my approach would have been because for us, and and I've told you this, Cody, like um, we haven't been able to kind of utilize TikTok just because of supplements, right? it's, it, I think we're for other brands like maybe makeup, right? You can literally show the effects, right? Yeah. Or food, you can prepare something, right? Mm-hmm. Collagen, it's like you gotta trust me on this; it works, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's I think I think that's my approach, you know. I, I think if you have a product that you can show, right, um, that TikTok would probably would probably crush. I mean, organic wise, like you know, seeding influencers, but then also having you know um, the organic strategy just from the brand itself. Is there a product? Cause I know everyone's always like, well, that won't work for me. That won't work for my product. Like my, my customers are not on TikTok. Is there a product or an audience that you guys would, would change it and say, don't go TikTok first. I'm curious what, what you think. Well, so I'm actually going to give you my answer first. Cause it is yeah, my uh, bad, my bad. To, give, to give a little heat. Um, cause it's kind of walking down this path. Honestly, if I was starting a DTC brand and again, depending on the business model, um, I would actually lean into a YouTube channel and Slack. I would start really heavily Slack. building a community and smashing videos on either how to use the product, why to use the product, all this stuff through my YouTube channel and try and have those video touch points and then have some why sort YouTube of Why YouTube over TikTok channel. though? Because it's longer form and I can get, I, I think I totally agree with you in terms of one, playing devil's advocate, but two, I agree with you like TikToks are actual lottery tickets. But um, YouTube is a better place to build a community. And so you can get somebody subscribed to your channel. You can do lives where I think TikTok is a better place to create but a community. How do you but do that, that community lives elsewhere. The, the, you just um, can't beat the distribution on TikTok right now. Discovery. It's not always going to live like this. Yeah, yeah you Agreed, just can't but, beat that. You don't yeah. get that anywhere else right now. No, but Robert, totally. I'm, I'm curious. How, how would you approach like the discovery? Like you're saying like you get people to subscribe. Is it like... Like, what is that process? You got zero like? people, right? Like, brand new YouTube page. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing that? You got zero people. I mean, that's a fair point. But again, I think there is an aspect of building a community around that. And what I would do would be ultimately, do we have customers or we don't have any customers? No, brand new. Yeah, customers. Yeah, I mean, it would then again kind of be a marketing play as well. Whereas I can go out and pimp my product to people. I can be like, oh, and here's just a new video. Check it out. Oh, you have problems. I can do some Where are YouTube. you pimping your product to them? Oh, I can't go out of channels. So I guess I have to do some YouTube searching and go through so, YouTube So you're going SEO is your distribution strategy? No, or I'm going through. on YouTube. Yeah, so do I get an influencer? Because that's something that I would do. I would build a, a co-community with that influencer or have somebody yeah. lead up that community. But the too long didn't read. I'm super bullish on TikTok, but the thing about TikTok is um, TikTok's kind of like the club, which is fantastic. 
you meet them at the club, but then you need to get them back to the church. Like what, what's the church? And so I think that YouTube can be uh, a church, uh, a Slack as well. And so that, that's kind of my thinking there. Agreed that you could, I would be hard pressed to say that you guys are wrong. I just wanted to give a different perspective where I think the, the too long didn't read is you want to build in a place where you can, uh, quickly aggregate community goodwill and give people a really easy way to evangelize the product and or um, give you feedback and tighten up that feedback loop. And I think YouTube and um, Slack are two ways. That you Why can, is I mean, Slack, Slack a channel? Facebook. Is Slack a channel? Well, you guys took email. Well, you guys took email. You took email. Hold so I'm taking Slack. Slack wait, 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 is literally Slack called over a Slack Facebook channel. Group. Great question. So I think, again, this goes back you into... You can't do Slack or Facebook group. It brings <laughs> the rules. They're both... Okay, I think, I think, I if think you guys are getting email, though, right? if no, you're no, getting I'm, email, I'm, I'm getting Slack. I'm not taking my no, email. No, no, that's fine. It's that's like fine. fantasy I'm just, draft. I'm just curious it's like a how Flex you receiver. Slack in general. Right? Like, aside from the question, how would you use Slack? In, like, why would you use Slack instead of Facebook? This is outside of the question. Yeah, so I think it's a fantastic uh, question. One, because Slack is more of an owned media, where Facebook, you're still renting Facebook. You're not paying with anything but other than your information, whereas your Slack channel is your own fiefdom that you can control and do pretty much whatever you want in it. Um, and so I think that is why I would do it in there. And then you can also segment a little cleaner um, where Facebook, again, is more... And we have a Facebook group, too, that we're going to lean heavily into. I just... The too long didn't read is I was trying to take a really hard information um, showing off how to use the product, unboxing the product kind of uh, attitude towards it versus going TikTok first. And to be fair, you know, you could use that same strategy on TikTok. You're just um, restricted to three minutes. So um, maybe if this is a higher LTV product where I could really go into the the um, the story a little more. But um I don't know. Last question I take about your point. That. All right. So, do you have you seen anybody do Slack well? Great point. Not no. I've seen people do Slack really well in groups. I have not seen it work really well. So we're actually uh, doing this, but again, it's not necessarily open group because it's Narwhal Nation, which is actually closed off to only Triple Whale users. So it's a little different. Where whale sanctuary would be kind of more akin to what you're talking about, but no, the reason why I think is Slack isn't great when you get into the economics. Like if you want to go to a paid plan, it's actually really, really prohibitive. And the other thing is, like if your group does go viral, like you're actually there's marginal cost to your group growing. I would say maybe um, so there's some, Discord then. If you want to go that Discord. route. I, I so I love Discord. The problem with Discord is it's not as good as Slack in terms of archiving and sort like Discord's like just this little brain dump of people and it's like it's hard to asynchronously go in there. And so the way I see Slack is kind of an epicenter of high level content that people can drive into. And so like for example, on the Narwhal Nation, we'll have Cody watching the attribution or not Cody, Corey watching the attribution channel. We'll have you guys come in and do talks in these other little channels in terms of performance, TikTok, Facebook. And so more so this knowledge sharing and gathering to empower people with education. I think Slack does a really good job of that. And it's easy to segment it and profile or not profile, but um, you know, permission sharings and that kind of thing. I think it's great, but I do think it's incredibly prohibitive in terms of the economics. So I, I do take awesome. your point on the Facebook. Group. No, fair. No, I, I mean. So a, I'm all I'm all in on community. I just think you you're cheating because Slack is a channel. But you took so if Slack's a channel and email's not a channel, the cognitive right, dissonance there. I, don't, I can drive I a truck through it. I wasn't even gonna say email and SMS or or retargeting. I was gonna say TikTok only. 
I wasn't. So I don't okay, need. Okay, so I'll go SMS. YouTube only. I'll go YouTube. You're only. going YouTube only. Okay. Yeah. Rob has to figure out how he's getting no. subscribers first before he figures out the Slack channel. Yeah, true. Exactly. True. But that's I mean, you, no, can, but you. But that, that's a good point. You have to think distribution first when you're launching. Yes, distribution's king. I would 100% agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, I'm and trying I to think. think. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just, I think you guys are spot on that if you bought, uh, like you buy a lottery ticket on Instagram, no way you're pulling it. You buy like, even if you're big, it's hard to surface and explore. Whereas back in the day you had a video, you could, you could definitely get some reach Facebook. Yeah. Right. Paid Another post. incumbent platform. Chronological uh, order. Literally just paid yeah. to post game over. Dunsey. Um, Twitter, you can still hit some things here or there. The thing is Twitter has a high bar for bullshit and things can get toxic really quick. So it can be challenging to make it nice. Um, and then TikTok really is pulling a lottery ticket where it's not really based on your social graph. It's just basically performance and engagement and it just surfaces the coolest shit to you. And um, so, yeah, you guys are spot on in terms of the bets. I'm just I'm just giving a different perspective. I'm just I'm trying to like test my bullishness. Like I'm trying to think like let's say I was launching like eight sleep today. Like I'm trying to think of like a high AOV item if I would do TikTok. I would, because again, you guys can get somebody to the club and then from the club to some sort of destination. And then in that destination, they're in your marketing ecosystem. And if you have a $3,000 product, $2,000 product, you can, you could spend pretty heavily, not only directly, like explicitly on them, but also like ancillary where, you know, you might buy email subscribers and see, see how much it costs. You know, an email subscriber might cost 20 bucks, takes two or three months to convert, but they convert at $3,000. It's like, you'll buy as many of those as you're, they're selling. Yeah. Okay, cool. We wrap that one up. So, so yeah. we went TikTok, TikTok, YouTube, and I think the, the the TikTokers will prevail. But we should we should try. But it's hard. It would be hard to it'd be hard to experiment this though, right? Because you'd have to normalize it. I don't know how you would do that. There's too many confounding variables. Maybe a brand. Anyways, <laughs> maybe that'll be the uh, best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, this is a good one. This is a classic. This is actually you're not your Roas. So you guys should be ready for this because you've been asked this already. Um, which three people dead or alive would you have to dinner and why? And then they can be fictional, non-fictional, and it's a four person dinner. Everybody's eating at the same time. Who wants to go first? Let me go. Cause it was really real quick, right? Drake, I want a party, Zuckerberg <laughs> and Tim Cook. And we're going to find it out. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's amazing. That's pretty good. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> Cody, who do you got? Oh, man, I know who I said it would probably be a little bit different just depending on the mood I am. Definitely Jay-Z. He's always the first person that yep. comes to mind. Um, I'm going to go Elon Musk. Ooh, love and I'm going to go Sasha Baron Cohen dressed as Borat. Oh, is he in the Borat? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like demeanor as well. Like that's his personality. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's exactly. beautiful. <laughs> it would yeah. just be so funny. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, I think I'm going Carl Sagan, Cosmos. He's like one of my idols. Um, Alexander the Great, just because he was crazy, um, and then who else? Marcus Aurelius, big stoic. I like. I like. It him. shows like what you spend your time doing and content versus mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here on on TikTok and and Borat, and you're yeah. Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> to be fair, I think your Oculus Golf is playing off. There's there's some ripples going around that you're actually pretty formidable. So I, I might have to take some <laughs> practice swings before I jump into. The, um, okay, let's see what's another good one we got here. Oh, this is a fun one. All right, let's go through berries real quick and then because we're kind of pushing up against it. Okay, cool. So one, okay, we'll start with you, Ash. Favorite life hacks, favorite mistake in the past year, and favorite berries. And this is from uh, a good friend, Berry Hot, on the Twitters. <clears throat> I mean, favorite berry has got to be berry. 
hot. <laughs> Boom. Um, Checked. Um, and then what was the other one? Um, favorite, favorite life course. hacks. Favorite life hack and then favorite mistake, right? Mistake in the past year. Yep. <sighs> favorite mistake in the past year. Damn, I have to think about Cody, do you have yours? Favorite? I Nah, I don't have a mistake yet. What about you? Do you, you need Robert? me to fill time? You guys, I'm like the guy, the, the, <laughs> the waitress comes order. up. Are you guys ready to order? Yes, we're ready to order. Five Hold on, let's start with him. Cody. Oh, no, no. Can you order, Rava? You sons of it. Okay. Um, let's see. So definitely Barry Sanders is my favorite Barry. Second is Barry Hot for sure. Uh, my favorite life hack is this is going to kind of sound cheesy, um, but win the morning, win the day. Like, I find that when my mornings are hectic and frantic, um, I feel behind my day. It really just makes me feel unsteady. So I try and back on the workout train. Um, and then I, I basically just have try and have some sacred time in the morning from like 6 to 7.30, 8, 8 a.m. to kind of just stay out of the, the craziness because I, I find I lose myself in the day sometimes and it, it's challenging. So I think really for me, when your morning, when your day and stack, um, I would say also do less things, but do um, them better. Um, so pretty much my day is structured around three to five big milestones. Um, and I ultimately run basically like two sprints through the day where I'll run like a nine to 12, nine to one sprint. Um, then I'll either go for a walk or have a lunch and then I'll run like a two to six, um, sprint. And I just basically have those things. Cause if not, uh, I get pulled in so many different directions and the, the biggest superpower you can have, I think is focus. Uh, favorite mistake in the past year. It's such a funny way to say it. Favorite mistake. Well, I'll it's go, I guess biggest. my financial one was probably just not, uh, I had a bunch of in the money options and it was cocaine and champagne in November and I ate a bunch of money and lost, lost those. So that wasn't a fun one, but let's see my favorite mistake. Oh, maybe like a delightful mistake. Maybe, maybe something that you thought was going to be bad that turned out great. Mm -hmm. Maybe that, yeah. However you interpret it. Yeah. Um, what would that be for me? Um, not dine in Hawaii. Um, we went and hiked this really, really dangerous trail called the Kalalau, and I ended up having to get medevaced out. Uh, so it was kind of oh crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, what? crazy, Jeez. right? And I'm oh in God. shape. I've done backcountry before, and I just got super dehydrated. And, yeah, oh, could have went scary. really tits up pretty quickly. So, yeah, I was uh, oh. driving a lot of gratitude. So not being dead is my favorite mistake. There you go. I think I got mine. Um, very All similar right. to yours, dude. Um, I think my favorite life hack is um, I started. I just started doing it this year, right? But literally like a half hour before I go to bed, because my head just races, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, what am I doing tomorrow? Like, what, what's going on? Literally write it down, right? Like, here's that. the top three things that I'm going to do as soon as I get into the office tomorrow. And it just like, it helps calm me down because it's like, I know what I have to do now. So that I think has been super helpful, like just getting That's a to-do list ready to go the day before so that you can actually sleep with like those thoughts <laughs> out of your head. Um, favorite mistake one. i don't know I, I don't know if this is a favorite mistake but like this is the one thing that I, I would i think during 2020 during like pandemic and things like that i really wish we realized what trajectory ecom was going to go in at that time and i really wish we doubled down then yeah, compared to you know post <laughs> ios apocalypse mm -hmm. um but yeah I, I think that's one of one of the things I wish I knew. Great answer. Cody? Did you say favorite, favorite Barry? I don't know if I heard that. Yeah, uh, Barry Hot, man. Yeah. That's the only Barry I know. He's my favorite. He went yeah. Barry Hot. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm up. So, favorite life hack. I hate to sound like a Silicon Valley tech bro, but cold showers. 
like legitimately changed my life. I'm I'm saving up for a cold plunge right now. Warm build, finish build or cold the whole way? No, no. I think it's it's most effective if you just end on cold. So just stay cold the whole time. Yeah, I'm on a podcast. What? Oh, look at this. We have a guest. Uh, we have a guest yeah, yeah. speaker. No, it's good. Yeah. The wifey. Um, no, no. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you gotta you gotta end cold. I don't think it's it's as good if you end warm. So that's yeah. honestly a game changer. It. Can you energy start hot and go cold. Uh, you, you're supposed to like I, okay. I, you know, watch some like Wim Hof stuff, so you can like go warm and then go cold for like. Two oh, minutes. really? But, that I can do. I, I think <laughs> so, but I just try to go straight in. But yeah, so I want the cold plunge, but um, reduce stress, reduce tightness. It's it's been really great. I'm I'm a huge fan. Um, favorite mistakes this past year. That's such a hard one. Favorite mistakes. Cody's perfect, guys. I know. <laughs> no, he no, is. no, 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 no. <laughs> Buy, buying Bitcoin in when was that? That was probably like in the 50s June, in, in the high 60s. Woo! That's <laughs> what's it floating around mid 30s, 30, 30s, 30s, 30s. Right oh, my gosh. What's the sailor is um, probably going crazy right now. No, no. I'm, I, I bought one yesterday. I bought one today. Uh, so I, it's still going to be whatever. This is not a Bitcoin podcast, so I knew I'd get some crypto out of you. Yeah. And then, uh, favorite Barry Obama. Ooh. That counts, right? Yeah. That, Barry Obama. That Who's that? They, they call him Barry. Barry. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I think it's oh, like a nickname. You know, I didn't know that. That was a nick. I love it. Uh, okay. Let's wrap up on, there's two more. If you guys don't mind, I know we're kind of pushing it along, but I'm yeah, just having so, fun, so much fun with you guys. Okay. First things you do if given the keys to each other's businesses. Ooh, this is this is spicy. Do you need me? You guys need me to order first again? I mean, I don't know Ash's business as well, so I don't know if I have enough to say there. But I'll I'll, I'll go pontificate. Uh, I'm trying to help Ash get approved on TikTok, so I would say I would just go. Full bore, you know, setting up calls with reps, doing whatever you have to do to get your TikTok account up and running. That's so what I'm doing. I mean, I would love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, maybe even for you, I don't, and again, I don't, you might be already doing this, but I would fully just go hard on the Facebook communities, honestly. Like, just set up that. Not at all. Yeah, no, just setting up that bridge from, you know, post checkout straight into a community where. People could be, you know, sharing tips and stuff because I feel like makeup is such a very like tutorial space, right? And I think you know, it's a being big community to, space yeah. to share what's going on and like, you know, oh, I tried this with this and that. That I think is where I would fully spend my time, right off the smart, bat. Smart, smart, totally. Yeah, we got to do that. Hmm, what, do, what, what do you recommend for triple? And then I'll go. Trip. Oh, I mean, tri guys are just killing it. <laughs> um, no, I think for triple, I would probably, I, I, I don't know if you guys are already doing this, but like some type of educational like library, right? Yep. Where it's like, cause a lot of people are like, oh, why, why do you like triple whale, right? And like why I like triple whale is different from everyone else, right? But being able to be like, okay, here's how you use this for this or mm -hmm. this for this, right? So I think that That's is probably awesome. where I would utilize or add, you know, some type of 
benefit. Bert. Yeah. Yeah, totally tracking. Uh, yeah, I think Triple has the opportunity to be the best direct-to-consumer educational resource that, totally. that exists on the on the internet. I would think it's like, you know, again, I'm, I'm huge on linear commerce, right? Like building content alongside. Like, web. How can you be the masterclass, the direct-to-consumer masterclass, masterclass for direct-to-consumer? But probably give that away for free because your product is so good. Yeah. So you guys are spot on um, big brand. Like I would, I would start a podcast with like, you know, maybe two other dudes. Two hitters, right? Two, two other good looking guys, well-spoken in yeah. DTC. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, no, you guys are absolutely right. I don't so know why you're not doing that. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Triple Whale University. We're just finalizing the curriculum, and then that's ultimately Ooh. kind of what we're going to do. And to mm-hmm. your point, well, Cody, uh, we'll have a thousand dollar entry price. But if you are using Triple Whale, you have access to all the curriculum. So just kind of to put a little quantification on that. But yeah, th- that's absolutely. The, I, I think that's absolutely the right call. And um, right now, we're, we have some Q1 goals we need to check off and we probably wouldn't be able to get that live by Q1. So it's going to be probably a Q2 launch, but um, huge, huge there. And not only that, it can be kind of this living doctrine, of you know, kind of just how to run a business profitably and some ways to get started. And I think there's just a lot of people at different points in their business journey. And so it's just really helpful to have some place to start where there's really no incentive to lie to you. There's, you know what I mean? It's just like, here's the best stuff from how we've scaled and how we've talked to other DTC owners that have scaled. And, you know, obviously there's going to be context, but just understanding the P and L just understanding some broad things about Facebook or just paid media in general. So you can talk to maybe if you do hire channel experts, um, or paid media people at a higher level and just not get your shirt taken. So, um, yeah, I'm spot on with that one. I love so it. let's see, let's, let's dish some out now. Uh, I think both of your guys are just crushing in terms of brand. I think for my Avi, this is going to sound weird because you know, there's definitely some, you know, health implications with COVID, but I would work into like starting like actual conferences and throw a little conference together and put people, bring a bunch of people together, have a little party, suss it up and then see what that does to kind of everything. Almost like a, not a Mary Kay makeup party, but in a little bit of like that, you know what I mean? Like you can have some, uh, yeah, but host, you know, a couple day conference in Miami or something like that. Bring a bunch of people out, have some fun, get integrated with the brand, get some special swag. Um, you can invite, you know, your top LTV customers. You can, you can figure out how to do that. You could stream some stuff. You could have some beauty tips. You could have some health tips. You could do, you know, basically all the things that you have around your brand, have some extra come in, just throw, throw a party and have a I bunch like of people that. come in and see what happens. And then, you can also, you know, throw some sauce on some subscription plans where you can build out kind of almost a subscription package where it's like, hey, do you want your whole health covered? Um, click this button and we'll send everything to you every month. Here's how you use it. Here's how people are getting value out of it. And then um, you can kind of uh, have that in terms of that. I think because you just have such a fun community that I think in-person stuff would be a really cool, interesting expansion. And, you know, there's there can be some ways where you you make it economically viable as well. For Jones, that's a good one. What would I do for Jones? You guys are just, you guys are hitting all cylinders. I think maybe piggybacking you because you don't have a strong YouTube presence yet, correct? No, not yet. I would smash that. I would because you can I'll basically piggyback a lot of your TikTok content into YouTube Reels, 
And then I would just hire influencers having different looks. I'd have like a look of the week or something like that and just have people and then, oh, how do you replicate this look? Okay, and then you can have different women with different skin tones or I don't, I'm not sure in like the machinations of how you match all that stuff. I'm sure you are, but um, basically just have these people on like, hey, here's some avatars that you can look like. Here's what's awesome. Here's some tips and just really build a huge community around YouTube. Um, you could even do some bigger giveaways on there. You could do YouTube lives on there to really engage the community. What's really cool too, there's something called StreamYard where you can actually run lives across your social channels. And so that's what we do for State of the Whale. And if somebody yeah. comments on the Facebook page or the YouTube page, it'll actually show the comment in your dashboard and you can kind of just go through things. So you could just do an AMA with makeup experts or an AMA with fashion. And you can kind of touch these ancillary products of like, oh cool, what shade, what outfits go well with this shade to really understand, you know what I mean? Like that that's the end game of how can I, um, create a uh, way for people to use this product in a way that makes them happier and more excited about their appearance. I think that's the biggest sell with Jones where it's like, it's incredible, incredible makeup and the, the things that you can do. It's not about changing how you look. It's about giving yourself more confidence. Um, and Damn, so I think somebody has been watching our TikToks. Shaboom. You see, you see, uh -huh. um, so that, that, but again, though, I think that's why I would smash into YouTube because you can go into some longer form stuff that um, can sometimes be a little more impactful where um, TikTok's fantastic. Oh, don't get me wrong, but there's a three-minute no, 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 yeah. kind of thing where you can do some more stuff where like a makeup tutorial might not take three minutes or, hey, how do you organize your bathroom? Or, hey, how, like, again, just getting into people's lives, right? Like, hey, here's some great organized or here's some great ways to organize your makeup. Here's some cases for makeup. Here's um, different uh, exfoliating creams and stuff that we recommend. Here's our favorite kind of like all these things that are ancillary. You're not selling the product, but you're selling again. Like we're going to give you better skin. We're going to give Linear you healthier. Commerce. Boom, boom, boom. Web. So that, that would be my, my kind of two things that YouTube and yeah, then um, for Ash, I would start throwing parties. I don't know if we talked about this. Um, people go to goldbelly.com. Whenever you get a second, go to goldbelly TV. Okay. That's our 2023 plans. It's not essentially it's a it's masterclass for X, but it's non-gated masterclass. It's it's just teach something again all alongside linear commerce. Yeah, why just, don't you just do it on YouTube? You get you get all the same benefits and you get the uh, exposure of YouTube. Because we're actually starting to get surfaced, and actually uh, both your podcasts are starting to surface in recommendation feeds now. Um, and so why, why would you gate? remember, aren't you the one about distribution, doctor distribution over there? What do you, why are you going in a gated community when Listen, you can get, <laughs> we got, this is a 2023 plan. We'll, we'll, we will talk about, we will talk about, this is we'll dope though. Out. This is exactly what I would recommend. This is sick. This is, this is really cool. And, yeah. and I think it's, it applies for every business, like the linear commerce strategy. Yep. Like I truly, I truthfully think it applies. If anybody like doesn't know, I know we're running out of time and we could talk about yep. it more, but like. Linear Commerce's Websmith's term, uh, 2 p.m. Yeah. Um, it's essentially building, pub building, uh, publishing competency alongside you know physical product. So you're always having an audience, and you're you're having a digital supply chain to go alongside your, your physical products. That's you know his his thesis is that it's you know it's it's as important of a skill for a DTC brand as is products as publishing, whether that what whatever kind of content that is. Yeah, strong thesis. Well, actually, I'll link the uh, essay, the linear commerce essay. It's really good. He has a few of them, but yeah, it's a really interesting mental model. Okay, boys, we've came to the end of it. I got one last question. We'll do some plugs and then we'll get on our ways. 
All right. This is and shout out to um, Brendan Bennell for the first things question. Very hot. And then Ro, we'll get your question next week. Um, let's do this one. This is from Ibrahim Masood. I hope I didn't butcher that. Okay. If they rather had to work in a different startup as an entry level, which startup would it be and why? Ooh, I love this. I have two. Go for it. Um, yeah, would, I'm not ready to order yet. Jeez. <laughs> killing me, Smalls. Killing me. Um, I think Stripe and Canva are doing some pretty, pretty incredible things. Um, and I, I would definitely, I mean, obviously, I would never leave. This is my dream to be, you know, chief at a startup. But the if I did have to go back entry level, I think Stripe and Canva are two of the uh, private companies that are going to be just massive. I think I would, I, I think I would probably work for some type of D to C brand <clears throat> that is honestly killing it. Like whether that be like an Athletic Greens or like, you know, a Golly, but something along those lines where like I can really learn what strategies are propelling these guys to, you know, billion dollar valuation. So definitely, definitely that thing. Yeah, I love it. Cody? If I'm not where I am right now, um, different start as an entry level. Entry level. All right, so we're starting all over. Starting back on the bottom of the Man. totem. I guess I'm going to pick D2C. I'll stay in direct consumer. I think if there was a brand that you know I was looking for a roll at, probably go 8sleep. Um, you know, a health nut, huge into it. It's kind of combining, you know, some, se- several of my passions. I'm a huge fan, um, dope company. So I think that's probably what I would go with. Fascinating. Eight sleep. Wow. Interesting. All right, boys, we reached the end of the train. I hope you guys enjoyed your ride to Profitsville. Uh, Cody, do you have anything to plug? Do you want to toss your Twitter handle? We'll plug your newsletter. What do you got? Jones? Yeah, got got a, got a few plugs. So uh, at Cody Ploff on Twitter, um, write a newsletter, trying to do one one a week. You know, uh, really gotten good. some pretty good feedback on it. Uh, Triple Whale shared, shared some of it. So definitely subscribe to that. And then we are staffing the hell up. So if you're if you're looking for a role, hopefully I can plug that. Pretty much you name the role, whether that's marketing, um, supply chain, CX every role you can think of just just get in touch what's the best way to get in touch with you on the twitters uh dm me on twitter okay cool beautiful ash yeah i mean if you want to you know chat or see some of the stuff that we're putting out um ashvin melwani on twitter uh posting pretty much everything that's going on at avi um you know we're, we're trying to figure out tiktok we're, we're we're figuring out facebook as we go along so definitely um check me out there Beautiful. If you need collagen, myavi.com. That's what I was waiting <laughs> for. You're not even going to plug the bars. Those things are oh, amazing. So okay. Those were so dope. The uh, I think it was the Fruity Pebbler. What's the, that, that the flavor? Fruity cereal. Yeah, Fruity cereal. Oh, uh, strong. They're actually they're delicious. Yeah, no. yeah, if you're looking for a protein I, yeah. bar, definitely check out the bars we got because they're addictive. Strong. Yeah, yeah, the Fruity cereal ones are strong. I, I found I'm going to come and raid the office one day. Exactly. Yeah. Come by, man. Come by. <laughs> But yeah. All right, fellas. That's it. The first one in the books. How exciting. <sighs> the crowd Congrats. goes wild. Um, 
Well, thanks again, everyone, for stopping in for our first episode of Ad Spend. If you do want to get more involved with Triple Whale, it is trytriplewhale.com. Go ahead and sign up. No invite code needed. Um, we do have a newsletter called Whale Mail. You can grab a subscription on our Twitter page, which is at trytriplewhale. Uh, yeah, and then reach out to me. I'm at Rob Hill on the Bird app, and then this is it. We need. I need to think of a cool little sign-off. I don't know, I don't know how to... How, Thank you, San Diego. Good morning. Uh, to be to be determined, but uh, for now, Raba, Cody, Ash, thank you guys, and then uh, we'll see everyone on the flip. Until next time. Bye.